0: what's up salt company there we go there's three people alive in the room um my name is michael rhodes i happen to be one of the pastors and elders here at veritas and it is an absolute privilege that you would let one of these gray-haired people that jordan was talking about show up tonight um i'm not i don't think i'm as old as you probably think i am but i still have lots of gray hair all right so and i have four kids um I brought one of them with me tonight. He's getting to stay up way past his bedtime for this. So, um, yeah, pretty sweet. He he just ducked under the chairs. Um, So uh, don't keep looking back there because then he'll leave and I won't know where he is. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a a privilege to be here, guys. Um, I was thinking kind of as I was prepping for tonight, thinking back into college, back in the dark ages of 2000 to 2004 when I was in college, Um, Some of you are like, let's figure out the math. How old is he right now? I'm 40, all right? I turned 40 this year, all right? I'm like way over the hill, I guess. So um, yeah, so back in college, I I lived in a dorm for four straight years, never like grew up to an apartment life or anything, so I stayed in the dorm and the way our dorms were set up, they were kind of two rooms, a bathroom, or one room, a bathroom and then another bath or another bedroom. So uh, two guys on each side. So we would pull all four of our beds into one side and then make the other room a living space. So and I remember kind of at night, every you know, go to bed way too late, right? None of you know about that life, but um, uh, so go to bed really really late. And there were like two rules in our like the bedroom space was it had to be pitch black. And had to be freezing cold. Those were the two options. Like it could There were, like nobody wanted to be hot when they were asleep, and nobody wanted to see any light. So the problem was when you had to get up and go to the bathroom in the night, right? So you get up, and it is so dark, just pitch black, and you don't know what you're about to step on, like. Girls, you don't understand college guy life, all right? So there is more than you would ever want to know in the way when you're trying to get to the bathroom when it's pitch black and you just walk through, you're tiptoeing, hoping that you don't step in I don't know what, right? So you're just stepping and tiptoeing and trying to get there, hoping that you can just get to the light switch, right? But you're kind of wandering in the darkness all the way to get there. And I think that there's a lot of us in this room maybe a lot of you in this room, that that's how you feel like your life is. You're just kind of wandering in the darkness. Like, what do I do with my life? Like, maybe in high school, you kind of answer that question, who am I? You know who you are, potentially, right now. But now you're in college, you're trying to figure out like, what am I gonna do with my life? But it feels maybe that you're just kind of wandering. And you don't know what you're about to step into. You don't know what's in the path. And you don't know, like, how to make sense of life. You're just trying to find out where to go. But you're trying to do it in the dark. Like, if walking in the darkness and trying to find your own way, like, if that's you tonight, I want you to lean in. Now, I'm not saying that you don't understand the truth there's many of you that understand the truth but practically the way you're living it out is you're still living in the darkness like some of us don't realize hey there is a switch that can flip that can kind of lighten everything up so that you can navigate this world but I think there's probably a lot of people in this room that you're just starting to flip switches and you don't even know what those switches are Like, I'm just going to, like, flip the, like, independent fixer switch that, like, I think I'm going to fix my life. I don't need anybody's help. And you keep trying to fix it and fix it on your own, and it doesn't seem to work. You're still in the dark. Then there's others of you in this room, and you're, you're just flipping any switch that you can find to try to make sense of this life. The partying switch, the drinking switch, the relationship switch. Like, if I just had that, the possession switch, the success switch, and you're trying to find all those things, and as you keep flipping switches, you're like, nothing is actually turning on the light in this room, the light of my life. So, the question for us all tonight how do you avoid wandering in the dark? As a college student, like, what's gonna help you find your way in the darkness of this life? Because my guess is the longer you walk in the dark, the more pain that's going to be there. The more destruction that you're going to step in. Some of you might be ready to give up on it. Some of you are exhausted by it. A lot of you are really frustrated by it. If that's you tonight, I've been praying for you a lot. So if you've got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 8. We're in this series called, Who is Jesus? Where we're looking at different statements, I am statements, that Jesus made about himself. So John chapter 8, let's look at verse 12. John chapter 8, some of you are still flipping there, that's alright. Use your table of contents if needed. Alright, John chapter 8 verse 12, it says, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is making this identity statement about who he is. I am the light of the world. Everybody in here goes, uh, cool. I don't have a clue what that means, Jesus, Right. And the people he's actually talking to didn't have a clue what he was talking about either. So that's what we're going to work through tonight. What does he mean by that? All these I am statements, he's claiming like, this is who I am. And it's also pointing to that he's a deity, that he is God, that Jesus wasn't just a prophet and just a man that walked on this earth. He's making this statement that says, I am something greater than humanity. So he makes this statement, I am the light of the world. What does it mean? So, it's not going to be on screen, but if you flip back to chapter one page to chapter seven, it's really critical that we understand where Jesus is and what's going on when Jesus makes this statement. In chapter seven, it says, After this, in verse one, after this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now, the Jews' feast of booths was at hand. The Jews' feast of booths was at hand. Another. Your translation may say the Feast of Tabernacles were at hand. Now, anybody in the room have a clue about the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles? I'm really impressed if somebody really has a great sense about that. All right, some of you are like, I don't know what this has to do with anything about my life in college ministry. It's really sweet. Just hang on, all right? So what's happening? There's this feast that's going on. And this feast happened among the Jews, and there were seven feasts throughout the year, but this one was to celebrate when the Israelites had come out of Egypt. They were in slavery in Egypt. They were led out of Egypt. They have that whole Red Sea thing. Moses, part, God parts the Red Sea through Moses. Even if you're not familiar with church, you've probably seen a movie about that at some point, right? So they go through the Red Sea, they become disobedient, and they wander around in this desert for 40 years. 40 years of wandering. We're talking about wandering in the darkness tonight. Here's a group of people for 40 years that were wandering. That's weird. That's how old I am right now. Like my whole life, I would have been just wandering and wandering and wandering. So, at this, it's a big celebration. And in this celebration, they're celebrating man, God provided. All through this time, we were wandering around, and God provided for me. He provided food. He provided water for us. One time, he provided out of a rock. He provided food every single day for us, and he provided light for us. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, this is what Moses writes about it. It says, "...and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light." that they may tr- might travel by day and by night. So as they're wandering around, God's saying, I'm still with you. And during the day, you just follow this pillar of cloud, and you just keep going after it. And at night, when it's completely dark, know that I'm going to provide. I'm going to provide this pillar of fire that you're going to see that's going to light your way. And so every year at this feast, they're celebrating this wandering, but God's provision in the wandering. It's amazing because then almost every night of this feast, what they would do is they would light these massive oil lamps in the temple courts. Like big, like think of like a Jewish menorah, but think of like massive, massive huge, huge oil lamps that they would light. And when they would light them, it would not only light up the temple courts, but it potentially infiltrated the whole city, where the whole city is brightened by this. So it's near the end of this feast that Jesus is making this statement, I am the light of the world. Maybe it's just finished, but everybody that's listening to him goes, oh, you're saying that you're the light that's going to infiltrate the entire world? Like, we're seeing these lamps just like, oh, they, they affect just this area in Jerusalem. But you're saying you're the light that's going to brighten up the entire world? That's crazy. Like, you're the provision for the world's darkness. So what does this mean? It means that Jesus is the one that brings light to a sinful, dark world. No other light can do this. There's darkness and there's, there's light. Those are the two options every person has in this world. Are you going to walk in the darkness or are you going to walk in the light? Jesus says, if you follow me, I'm the light of the world. You can walk in the light. A dark world needs this because he says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life light helps you see everything correctly. So when you're wandering as a college student, what is this life about? What am I supposed to value? What am I supposed to avoid? Where do I, what do I go? What do I do with my life? Like don't start looking to other things because light's going to help you see everything correctly. I mean, you can you know that when you were a child, you need to get up in the middle of the night, and maybe you need to go find a parent, right? Whatever reason. And you get up out of your room, and it's pitch black. There's no nightlight. You walk across the hallway, maybe, and you need to go into your parents' room, and it is so dark. And you look down the hallway, or you look down the stairs, and what do you see? Your mind starts acting crazy, right? Oh, man, what is that thing? Like, what is that on the wall? What is that on the floor? Like, and it's just a lamp, but you think it's some crazy monster, right? Like, you think it's some crazy person that's just busted up in your house, and they're about to ready to attack you at 2.30 in the morning, randomly on that one night you needed to pee and tell your parents, right? So you're like, what is this thing? But it's, the shadows start playing all these tricks on your mind. And if somebody would just illuminate it, you go, ah, it's just a lamp. Like, it's not a big deal at all. And you see what's right in front of you. and you're like, Oh, that's the way. That, that There's nothing to be scared of here. And that's how we walk through life, isn't it? We walk through life going, man, I don't know about that. Ah, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to value? And if somebody would just flip a switch and go, oh, that's what life's about. That makes so much sense. So much sense. Because walking in the light is what you were made for. It's what will help you know further about what you're made for. It'll help you know what to value, what to avoid. And in His presence is the light of life. So why in the world does this matter? It matters because darkness is everywhere in this world. You know that. You've experienced it personally. Some of your upbringing was awful and dark. Some of the things you see at school are awful and dark. The things that you see some of them on TV, some of the things that you watch online or see online, it's like, man, that's dark. That's, that doesn't seem right. And the thing is that Jesus isn't saying, hey, I'm going to remove this yet. He's saying, I want you to see in the midst of this, in the midst of all the other people at your school that are operating one way in the darkness, I want you to see what life's really about. Because darkness is going to lie to you guys. It's gonna lie to you. I heard the illustration one time of you're walking around in the dark, and in the middle of the night, you're walking around and you reach out your hands because you can't see anything, and you reach out your hands, and one side you feel something like really fluffy and cuddly, all right? On the other side, you feel something really cold and sharp. And all of a sudden, you just reach in and you give the bear hug to the fluffy, cuddly thing over here. And then a light flips on, and you realize that over here was the cold steel of a knight's sword. And over here is some fluffy, crazy monster, right, This ready to attack. I got little kids, all right, just go with it for a ride, right. <laughs> so, like, you realize, like, oh, if I would have known, like, I would have never chosen this. But I couldn't see, and I'm just wandering around in the lies and the darkness of this life, and I think, oh, that seems to be what's best about this life. That's what's going to give me satisfaction. That's what's going to give me hope. And we just keep grabbing a hold of things that feel really good, and then you're like, oh, man, if I would have just had the light, I would have avoided so much heartache, so much pain. But we go, no, I'm just going to keep wandering around trying to figure out life in the dark. Because there's danger, there are traps, there's a crafty one that is against you in this life, Satan. He's going to do whatever he can to lie to you. You go, man, I'm going to try the party scene. That seems great, that feels great. Until the next morning. I'm going to try this relationship because everybody else seems to be happy in a relationship. And that's what seems like it's going to fulfill me. I'm going to try to just be really successful at school, be really successful when I get a job, because those people seem really happy. And you just keep grabbing a hold and bear-hugging the really fluffy monster. (laughs) When somebody over here is like, I'm ready to attack that. I'm ready to kill it. I'm ready to give you the life that you were meant for. But you keep running around in the dark, grabbing a hold of lies. Guys, there's more to this life. And Jesus is the light of the world that will show you what what that life is about. So why in the world do people walk in darkness? Let's look at verses 13 through 20. Why in the world do people walk in the darkness? Now, this might get confusing for a second. I'll explain it. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. These Pharisees, they're the experts in the law, the Jewish law. They're the really smart people about the law. They're the really religious people, and their hearts are wicked. All right. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from, and I know where I'm going but you don't know where I come from and where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one, yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father, if you knew me. You would know my father also. Told you it was a little confusing. So you're like, why? Why what's the deal about the darkness? I thought this whole thing was about walking in the darkness. Now they're talking about like witnessed eyewitness testimony. What the world is going on here, right? So what you have is in the Jewish law, they said, if you're going to make a statement about yourself, you've got to have two witnesses. Jesus, you're making a pretty big statement about yourself. You're saying that you're this Messiah, the one that's going to light up the world, that no other light exists, and you're just making it by yourself. You can't do that. You don't have another witness. And he goes, you don't get it. You don't get it. Like, I know where I came from. I know what I'm about. You don't have a clue about it, but you don't think I'm, uh, like, I can be a witness. He's actually, And then he goes on to say, I actually do have a second witness, and it's my Father. It's God Almighty. He's the other witness. Like, that throws them in, like, crazy town. Like, what? Now you're making, you say you have a personal relationship with God Almighty? Like, who are you, Jesus? And they can't stand it. But he's saying, yeah, I have a second witness. I don't even need a second witness, but my second witness is the best witness there is. So what's the connection between light and this witness? Again, this is this identity claim that Jesus is making. But if you think about light, what, does light need light? No, all right, I'm not going to go way philosophical here, all right, just hang on for a second. Like, does light need light? No. Does everything else in life pretty much need light? Yes. So light in essence, can bear a witness about itself. Like, yeah, I'm light. I don't need light. That's what's going on here. But he goes, but if you need to know for yourself who the other witness is, it's the Father. Jesus wasn't just a normal person, guys. He was God on this earth. God. God on this earth. So why do people walk in darkness? For the Pharisees that day, maybe for you in this room, Maybe there's just ignorance. You're like, I don't know. I've never heard this about Jesus. Like, this is my first time at salt company. I don't know anything about Jesus. And now you're telling me, like, Jesus is the one that came to rescue me? Like, he's the light of the world. He's the good one that's going to help me find a way in life. Because I've been running after all these other things. And the Pharisee's like, I don't get it. Because in verse 14, they said, said, Jesus answered, even if I do, do bear testimony about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. He's going, you don't get it. You don't know it. Like, you're, you're literally, like, not in a bad way. You're just ignorant to the fact. In verse 19, they said to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. So here they are going, like, they're walking in darkness because they don't know anything different. I don't know how you grew up in this room. I don't know what your church background is. And maybe coming into tonight, you're like, I don't know about this Jesus guy. He's the best. He's the absolute best. If Jesus walked in this room. I guarantee you, every single one of us, no matter our background, would want to hang out with that guy. He's amazing. He's going, you want to you know how to find your way in life? Follow me follow me but they're just ignorant but Jesus is saying I'm the light of the world I'm the Messiah I'm the one that's going to rescue you from the dark and Luke chapter 19 verse 10 says for the son of man that's Jesus for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost guys this is why Jesus came he didn't come to rescue all the ones that were found He didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. So if you're in this room going, yes, I'm in the dark. Jesus came for you. That is amazing for you. No matter what your darkness is, no matter how deep it is, how dark it is, Jesus came to be the light of the world, not just for the world, but you in the world. Jesus came for you. But now, guys, you can't claim ignorance anymore. Pharisees were ignorant, but Jesus didn't stop there. It's kind of like you're walking in the dark, and you know, like, you, you have access to a flashlight on your phone, all right? In 2000 in college, I didn't have access to a flashlight on my phone, all right? But now you have access to the flashlight on your phone. You're like, oh, I know how to walk through the dark because I can turn on my flashlight on my phone, but you fail to charge it every single night. It does you no good. You're like, oh, I know that Jesus is the light of the world, but I'm not going like, to connect with Him. I'm not going to be in a relationship with Him. Cool, God, Jesus is the light of the world. That sounds great for somebody else. And you're just wandering in the darkness with a phone that could light up life. But you fail to charge it. So there's another reason, though. And I would say most of us in the room walk in the darkness because of the second reason, not ignorance but arrogance. Let's look at verses 21 through 29. And he said to them again, I'm going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? Since he said, where am I going, you cannot come? He said to them, you are from below, I'm from above. You are of this world, I'm not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am he, You will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I've been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I've heard from him. They didn't understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I'm he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me, He has not left me, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. So Jesus says, I'm about to leave. And he's foreshadowing his death to come, his death on the cross to come. He goes, I'm about to leave this earth. And when I leave this earth, you're going to end up dying, Jewish, arrogant, religious people. And you're going to die, and you're going to die dead in your sins. Guys, If you think walking in the darkness is scary, dying in your sins should terrify you. Dying in your sins without hope should be a scary place to be. Now, I'm not trying to scare you into believing in Jesus, but I want you to know the reality tonight. That for you to just stay in your sins, Jesus says, and you could believe that I'm the light of the world, but if you just want to keep walking in darkness... Man, that's just an arrogant place to be. And he starts making these claims like, I'm from above. I'm not of this world. I have this relationship with the Father. I'm going to declare what's true. And the arrogant response from the Pharisees, so he says, "Like, I'm going to die. And the, the question in verse 22 says, so the Jews said, will he kill himself since he says, where, am I, where I'm going, you cannot come? Like, for the Jews, like, The deepest depths of hell were reserved for people who committed suicide. I don't believe at all that that's what the New Testament talks about. Like, we're not, there's no levels of sin. It's Jesus and his perfection and his holiness and then the rest of us, whatever our sin is. But for the Jews, it was the worst of the worst. Like, if if you're going to commit suicide, you're the worst of the worst. And so they're making this sarcastic comment of these really religious people of like, oh, you think we can go there? We would never do such a thing. Never would we do that. And that's where you say you're going? Like, it's just just like sarcastic arrogance just coming out of like, oh, we're so much better than that. Yeah, we've heard you say you're the light of the world, but we would never believe you if you're going to be like that. And then there's another verse in verse 25. It says, so they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, uh, just what I've been telling you since the beginning of this whole thing, like I'm the light of the world. But arrogantly, they missed this whole idea of like Jesus is saying like he's the one. And they're like, who are you? I just told you I'm the light of the world. So here you got a bunch of religious people that have heard all about Jesus and they go, cool, we're not about that life. We're not about that life. Sounds good for everybody else, but but who are you, Jesus? Who are you? We're not going to be about what you're about. What did Jesus say at the beginning? If you follow me, you're not going to walk in darkness. Here's a bunch of religious people that are claiming God, but they miss Jesus as the light of the world. Maybe that's you tonight. You know the truth. You've heard the truth. But practically, the way that you're living your life does not actually claim that you believe it. Now, there are many times in our lives that we walk through life, and we don't. We walk out of our fleshly nature, our fleshly desires, and we're saved. God has saved our souls, and we still operate that way. I'm not asking every single one of you to question your salvation tonight, but maybe you're coming in tonight. Yeah, yeah, that Jesus guy. He's pretty cool, but I'm not gonna like follow him. Like I believe in him, but I'm not gonna follow him. Those are the people that says, Jesus says, like, you're going to die in your sins. That's like a sobering reality. I get it. I get it. You feel like you can just believe in Jesus, but you can handle your whole life without him. Or you're going to pursue everything that this world has to offer. But you're never going to turn to Jesus. What's it going to take for you to know that it's true? That He truly is the light of the world? Let's go back to verse 28. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. What is He talking about when He's talking about lifting up the Son of Man? talking about lifting Jesus up on the cross. And it's this foreshadowing to... Him saying, hey, Pharisees, I know you don't believe it right now. You're arrogantly, pridefully, like, turning away from me. But you're going to realize it. The day that I'm hung on the cross and the world goes completely dark and everything changes, you're going to go, oh, no, what did I do? Because the cross changes everything, guys. The cross changes everything. If you want something to illuminate what life is about, like find a perfect sacrifice of a man dying on a cross for somebody else's sin, your sin and my sin. That's what Jesus has done for us. That changes everything. It makes this whole idea of like I am the light of the world so much more. Like I am the light of the world. Like, no other light's going to help me, like, help you get out of darkness. But that light is going to give up his life and die. That's crazy. Guys, that's how much God loves you in the midst of the deepest, darkest night of your soul. Do not miss that tonight. He's the light of the world that you can run to and he's the light of the world that you can run to in the deepest, darkest, shameful, most unfeeling, like the most unlovable, most unforgivable person there is. Run to Jesus as the light of the world. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. When he's raised up on the cross, people are going to go, oh, man, that's the Messiah. Oh, that's the one that followed the Father. Oh, that's the one that wasn't alone but had a relationship with the Father. That's the one that pleased God. So where are you at tonight? You're either in the light or you're in the darkness. Now, you may be in the light and living out some fleshly desires in the darkness, So how do we avoid walking in the darkness? Verse 30 says this, and this is the last verse from this passage. It says, as he was saying these things, many believed in him. Many believed in him. Guys, this is what I want you to know tonight. Believing in Jesus is the only way to avoid the darkness of life and death. Believing in Jesus is the only way to avoid the darkness of life and death. When you believe in Jesus, it leads you to having the light of life where you no longer have to wander in the darkness anymore. No longer. You don't have to go through this life going, what is this about? What am I supposed to do? Because like, you, you recognize like, what's true and what's a lie, and you can discern from those things. You recognize what truly satisfies and what's not going to satisfy. When we believe in Jesus, we cross over from darkness to light. Other parts of Scripture, it says we cross over from death to life. So the connection here is, here's all these people and they believe in Jesus after he just shared this kind of abstract thought. And it goes back to verse 12 again when he says, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So he says, whoever follows me. Guys, I want you to know that believing in Jesus isn't just this knowledge that you have in your mind. Believing in Jesus is saying, I want to follow you. I'm going to give you my whole life. I'm not just going to believe you because you know what the Pharisees would have said? Yeah, we believe in God. And in the book of James, it says, even the demons believe in God. It's not just about a belief in your head of like an intellectual knowledge about God. What Jesus is saying, you want to get out of the darkness, follow me. I'm going to lead you out of the darkness. Like you don't have to stumble through life anymore. Grab a hold of my back and I'm going to take you to the light because I am the light of this world. Like quit trying to grab a hold of everything else. Grab a hold of Jesus, the one that loves you enough to die for you and let him take you into the light. So again, there's two ways that you can leave tonight. You can leave in the dark or you can leave in the light. You can't leave in the dark anymore because you're ignorant. You've heard the truth. So you can leave in the dark tonight only because you're arrogant. I can figure this out. I can do it on my own. I don't need Jesus as the light of the world. Or tonight you can believe and follow Jesus. And it will be the greatest thing that ever happens to you. Not void of suffering. Not your life will be perfect. But you will be able to navigate the world in the light and no longer in the darkness. In Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, it's not going to be on screen, but this is what Paul says. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified or declared right before God. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Guys, if you feel like you're in the darkness tonight, man, believe in your heart that Jesus is who He said He is. Confess with your mouth that He's Lord. And you can walk in the light. I would invite all of you to do that. If you've never done that before, like, go find one of SALT staff. Go find your connection group leader. Let them tell you about the gospel. And again, I'm not telling you all to, like, question your salvation. I don't know if I'm walking in the dark or light. Like, if you know you're a believer, like, you're walking in the light. Now, you may choose every now and then to go back to the darkness. So I don't want you to go there. But I'll end with this. When I was, I grew up in a church. I grew up. My parents are both believers. They took me to church. I know that's not everybody's story in this room, but I was really grateful to the Lord. So, God has me in church all my life. I was the really religious kid. Probably would compare myself to a Pharisee because I looked down on everybody else that wasn't doing the good moral thing. And I was an arrogant jerk. Like, but I never told anybody they were doing bad things. It was all internal. Like, I just looked down on them. I would never want them to think I was a bad person. I was bad. Like, like, you would never know that I was bad. But I was wicked and evil in my heart. And When I was 14, I went to this church service. We had this, like, revival thing. I didn't know what it was. And we went to church, like, every night of the week for this one week of the year. And this guy is sharing the good news about Jesus. And it felt like over and over, like it's just like penetrating my heart. Like, oh man, I I want to believe that. Like, that's awesome. Like, Jesus died for me and then he rose from the dead to give me a new life. Like he can take this wicked, like arrogant, prideful self of mine and like turn it into something beautiful. Like, I want that. But I didn't do anything with it. Until I went home that night and I laid down in my bed and the lights went off and I'm sitting there and I was pretty good at falling asleep quick still can fall asleep pretty quick and I'm laying there and it felt like one of those old like cartoons where you have like angel on one shoulder devil on the other and it's like arguing like the whole time like feels like, this is not what was really happening, but it feels like one side is like, oh, yeah, like, get up and go talk to your parents about this, Michael. But over here, it's like, why would you do that? There's no need to do that. Why would you tell anybody that you want to believe? Because you've grown up in church your whole life. Like, oh, you don't need that. And finally, after laying there, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, I'm like, no, I want to believe this tonight. And, like, God's revealed himself to me through Jesus, through his spirit. And I go in through the dark. I tap my dad on the shoulder, probably freak him out. He's already snoring at this point. And I said, hey, mom and dad, and they're so startled. Hey, I'm not a Christian, and I want to be a Christian. Like, I believe in Jesus. And I knelt beside my parents' bed, and I said, God, I want to give you my life. And the next 26 years of my life has been God just keep chipping away the pride. Keep chipping away and I still don't get it I still choose to walk in darkness often but guys I'll never forget sitting in the dark and God just revealing himself to me and my hope is that when you lay your head down tonight that you would consider are you walking in the darkness are you walking in the light because I can promise you walking in the light is way better it's way more satisfying it's way more fulfilling than any darkness that you will ever cling to. Let's pray. Father, thanks for saving my soul. Thank you for rescuing me from the darkness. Thank you for rescuing me from my arrogance and pride. God, thank you that Jesus humbled himself. When he was God, he became obedient to death, even death on a cross, and laid down his life when he didn't deserve it. He laid it down for arrogant people like me. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for anybody in this room that is walking in the darkness tonight. I pray that tonight will be a life-changing night where they cross over from darkness to following the light of the world. Give them the boldness and the courage to do that. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.